Welcome to Coast to Coast, the Glen Hughes podcast, run by fans for the fans. I'm David. And I'm Shireen. For over 10 years, we've had the CTC fanzine mailing list, and now we introduce a brand new way to interact on all things Glen Hughes. Our subscribers and listeners are all over the world, so let's make this a truly global coast-to-coast listening experience. You can download the podcast directly from ghpg.net or simply subscribe via Apple's iTunes on both Mac and Windows using the link provided at the website. So, sit back and enjoy Coast to Coast, the Glenn Hughes podcast. and welcome to the second edition of the Glenn Hughes Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Shireen. And I'm David. Thanks for all your positive feedback on last month's podcast via emails and comments on the websites. Although we are a little disappointed, more of you haven't taken the opportunity to call in to the podcast hotline. We'd really like to make this new format as interactive as we can, so please consider placing a call. The number to call is 404 419 Okay, this second edition of the podcast and all others will be around this size. We thought of having a jumbo-sized first edition would kick things off nicely, but we understand not everyone has high-speed internet connections, so we hope this edition is a better fit for those of you who are still on dial-up. Well, here we are in mid-May 2006, and it's less than a month away before Glenn's new album, Music for the Divine, is released. Ten brand new songs plus one bonus track. In addition, his tour schedule is close to being finalized for the year and three shows have been announced up to this point. But we'll have more of that later. Okay, enough of the chatter from us. We spoke with Glenn the other day and he was kind enough to give us an inside scoop on each of the 11 songs that are featured on Music for the Divine. Plus, you'll get to hear one-minute sound bites from each of the song. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Well, thanks, Glenn, for coming back to us. Uh, It's only a few days away from the album coming out. Can you give us a rundown on the songs? Yeah, well, the album is called Music for the Divine. Everybody knows that. It's it's really special to me. This album is a departure one more time. Uh, They are all departures for me. I don't want to ever tread on on the grounds I've already stood before. But this album is, is... feels like the first record I've ever made. The Valiant Denial is, is the introduction to the album, which signifies uh, the introduction with, with a guitar intro, um, which will probably be used in the live format when I come on stage as well. I always like to have songs now that that are I can use live as like the first track on the record, and this song is a deep... Um, it's kind of an opus, really. It finishes with the big orchestra thing, and it's something I haven't done ever before. So it's one of my...
on, which is testament to the funk groove and the green effect. I call it the Green Goblin, my Digitech people, uh, based synth wah, which is, uh, most people want to know what effect is. It's called a Digitech synth bass wah. I call it the Green Goblin because it's a funk. It's like, you know, it's part of my sound and it would be super funky track. It's got a syncopated chorus, breaks down to to me and Chad at the end where it's really super groovy, funky. Kind of a testament to Sly and the Family Stone meets George Clinton to peas.
Benji's funky wah-wah thing called You Got Soul. It features the first time in the album where the big turbo voice, they call it the turbo voice, the big full-on, big fire engine voice comes in. Um, it's a tip of the hat to trapeze. It's the thing I did it with Chad at the Norwich Drum thing where Walkie Smith thought it might sound like something from Come Taste the Band. It really doesn't. It's a super funky track. It's okay. probably one of the funkiest on the record. Okay. 
wrote original acoustic guitar, when I played it to John Frusciante, and kind of hoping he would play on it, um, and he loved it. So um, it, it really features him heavily on this track. His solo is one of the best solos you know, on the record. It, John Frusciante is, is, for me, one of those musical geniuses that, that uh, I've been very, very lucky to have worked with in my life. And, and, and Chad Smith, it's just the three of us once again with the orchestra, kind of a Beatle reference at the end, Beatle references in the, in the chorus, Beatle references pretty much on the way I use the strings with Mark Killian's arrangement, sort of very day in life, um, Sergeant Pepper vibe at the end of it. Uh, possibly for me, one of the all-time great jams on any song or any record I've, I've been on, including any guitar player and drummer. I think Juice for Smith is a great, great, great band. And on this, please listen to the outro of the way the three of us hang up with the drums and we just, it's stone rock with three guys that aren't stone. <laughs> this is how I feel right now. Don't know what will be tomorrow. Take it all away. Um, 
the man I hope to be, and that's the man I am trying to be right now. Inside his caravan, he pulled the shutters down. And will he ever see what other others feel? He stood up on the roof, get closer to the sky. Condition critical, no time to wonder why. But his eyes not seen. Heading forward, trying to dance. He was looking for a sign. He was selfish and kind. Gave his life to the divine. Well, that sounds like one hell of an album. I look forward to getting it in a couple of weeks. Well, thank you, David. The strangers walked in the room. Hello, Mr. Hughes. Hello, darling. I'm knackered now. I heard you talking away, and I didn't want to disturb you. I hope that sounds... I mean, when we talk about the songs, guys, it's, it's you know, it's difficult because they're, they're my children, and you can't really talk about children, and you've got to hear them and see it, you know? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I actually could have spent about five minutes talking about each song. <laughs> but I think significantly, I think people... We're probably excited about what I spoke about. There's a lot of you know, references to acoustic guitar and funk guitar and orchestrations and 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 stone rock and oh and yeah, I think a lot of fans like this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's nice to see people grow up with my music. Yeah, this is the album. This is the album that people, you know, five years ago, I'll still be talking about the turn of events on this album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The cat is chasing. The, the cat is chasing Wolfie around the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Actually, he likes it. Uh-huh. He likes it, but Luke can't understand what's going on. <laughs> That's funny. Fucking hilarious. Like we, 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 we've been working a long time together on my music. The thing is that I've always said this album's the one, but this album is a special record. And when you hear it. In your head, headphones, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's just a very moving testament to to where I am right now, you know. That's all I can say. I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, Chad said he was more excited about the release of your album than his own at the moment. I know. <laughs> He's a crazy bastard, you know. I said, wow, that's saying something. I was, He's a joy in my life. He's a gift to me, and... We haven't heard the last of him, I promise you. We're already talking about the next one, you know. Oh, great. We're making the next one in his new new house in Malibu. And again, he's got a three-car garage. He's going to kick everything out. We're going to make the next one there. <laughs> Talk about Gareth, man. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. All right. All right, well, thanks for taking the time. and uh been touching all, all right. you both. All right. See you later, Glenn. I love you, Paul. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow, I'm totally blown away. How about you? Yeah, I know. It's hard to get the full scope from the sound bites, but it's just enough to get your blood pumping. Don't you agree? 
Len is certainly passionate about these new songs, so it gets me grinning from ear to ear in anticipation. Just a couple more weeks to go, and all of us will have it in our hands. Can't disagree with you there. We'd really like to hear your comments once you get the album, and I've given it a listen a few times. And again, this will be a perfect opportunity to call the podcast hotline to share your thoughts and comments with Glenn and other listeners in the next edition of the podcast. Again, the number to call is 404-419-6568. All right, next up we have some news bites. Tour dates, one warm-up gig in Belgium, and two festival dates in Holland and Spain have been announced so far. It's early days. Expect a full list of dates shortly, so be sure and check the websites over the coming days. Here are the details of the three announced so far. Thursday, July 6th at the renowned music club Spirit of 66 in Belgium. It is not the start of the music for the Divine Tour, though it will be a full-length show with some new material included. The atmosphere will be relaxed and intimate and will present a perfect opportunity to try out some of the new material before taking the stage at the Boss Bop Festival, which takes place a couple of days later. More information can be found at the club's website at www.spiritof66.be. Saturday, July 8th, the Boss Bop Festival in Holland, Glenn's first festival of the year. Looks like Glenn will be on third that day. Quite a lineup with other artists including Sting, Roxy Music, Government Mule, Simple Minds, and many others over the two days the festival takes place. More details can be found at www.bosspop.nl. Saturday, September 30th, the Excalibur Metal Festival in Spain. Glenn headlines this festival, which also features other bands such as Vixen, John Olivia's Pain, Savage Circus, and more. Visit the festival website for all the details at www.rocksinante.com. R-O-C-K-Z-I-N-A-N-T-E.com. Have you heard of MySpace.com? It's a social networking website offering an interactive network of blogs, user profiles, audio, and photos. So what does that really mean? Well, it's really designed for those folks who do not have websites of their own. But it's becoming wildly popular, so it's a great place to introduce the world to music of Glenn Hughes. You're actually getting another inside scoop right now. So pay a visit to www.myspace.com slash Glenn Hughes Online. This is the official MySpace Glenn Hughes page. So if you're a member of MySpace already, feel free to request to be added to Glenn's friends list and leave a comment for him if you'd like. Right now it's still being tweaked and finalized, but it will be ready to go live in the next few days. If you're not a member yet, not to worry you can still view the page. We also heard from J.J. Marsh, Glenn's co-writer and guitarist the other day, and he wanted to let you all know the status with his solo album. 
it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride in trying to get this out, but it now looks very positive that it will see a release very soon. He's had a thousand copies printed up and is also working on getting it into Apple's iTunes Music Store. In addition, he's working on getting his website up and running, so hopefully very soon we'll finally get to hear and see the first of what we hope will be many solo records. He also promised to call into the podcast hotline sometime soon, so no doubt we'll hear more about it then too. Also, don't forget, there's a new Tommy Bowen release that just hit the shelves the other day called Whips and Roses. And it features Glenn on an alternate version of Teaser, plus 10 other rare and unreleased songs. You should definitely try and pick it up. Plus, you'll find Glenn on Matt Filippini's Moonstone Project. Matt from Italy has put together a great ensemble of musicians for his debut album, so be sure and look this one up. We use NEH Records in the USA, and you'll find them in stock over there at www.nehrecords.com. For those overseas, you should also be able to find them in the local retail. Thomas Broman, remember Thomas, Glenn's former drummer from the European Touring Band a year or two ago, both solo and with HTP? The other day, I posted on the website that I'd spotted a photo of him with the English band Firebird. So I asked him about that, and he tells me that that picture was actually taken in 1999, and that he is not now a member of Firebird. But he's keeping busy these days and was out the door to London for a few days when we chatted. But he promised to keep us in the loop when he has more time. I only mention this in case you happen to come across the same picture. Talking of Firebird, some of you may remember them from Glenn's UK Eleven Homecoming tour three years ago, as they were the support band for that leg of the tour and some dates in Europe. They have a new album coming out at the end of the month called Hot Wings, so be sure and look it up. We also got word from Quiet Riot frontman Kevin DeBrow the other day that work on their new album is almost complete and that Glenn paid them another visit to finish up his contributions to the new CD. During his visit, Glenn worked with the band at Steve Vai's Mothership Studio to add bass and a duet lead vocal to Evil Woman with Kevin. The song clocks in at 8 minutes 50 seconds and really cooks featuring the screaming Glenn that the song really needed, Kevin tells us. Recording should be wrapped up by the end of May. No word on a final release date, but this is one we should all keep our eyes open out for later in the year. Very first podcast hotline caller, Jack Franklin from Vancouver, Washington. Thanks, Jack, for taking the time. It's your time right now. Hi, my name is Jack Franklin. I live in Vancouver, Washington. Um, I'll try to make this as quick as possible. Um, I saw Deep Purple way back in 73 or so, whenever Glenn was in the band. And, and first, I was a Purple fan back then. And, and um, um, I didn't pay much mind, actually, who was in the band. It was Deep Purple, and they were playing Smoke in the Water, and I was a kid. I, it didn't matter to me, right? So... <clears throat> Time goes on, like a year, a couple. I was just beginning guitar at that point. A couple years later, I remember I was in a band with some older guys, and we played Coast to Coast. Good enough song, you know. Time went on. Um, obviously, Glenn Hughes came to mind lots of times, and uh, not 
didn't really come to mind, but I see ads, you know, the Hughes and Thrall thing in the early 80s. And by then I was playing, I was playing music professionally and, and semi-professionally and whatnot. And, you know, I always just assumed it was real good stuff. Didn't, but I didn't listen to it. I'm an idiot. Okay. So anyways, time goes by, move forward ahead many, many years. So, the internet. Okay, I haven't paid much money. I always assumed, well, Glenn Hughes is in it. It's probably really good. Whatever, you know. But I hadn't listened to it. So, last summer, um, on Classic Rock, I'm sorry, Melodic Rock, staying corrected, dot com, uh, directed me, um, you know, uh, showed me the way to Glenn, one of Glenn Hughes' sites. There's a Glenn Hughes homepage, and then there's, the, then there's this, uh, uh, ghpg.net. I, I, I frequent both of them now. And so I downloaded some um, snippets of some of his new music, actually music off of the um, live uh, in the City of Angels. Um, and oh my gosh. You know, I'm approaching 50 years old and I still like my rock music. And there's just a little bit of modern music that's, I think, good. It just seems like, the, you know, the art of vocal, the art of guitar, you know. And it doesn't always have to be a heavy rock thing. I mean, I like mellow music too. But... <clears throat> Oh, what a breath of fresh air this was. Oh, my gosh. So I I ordered, I ended up ordering the DVD and CD thing for the live, and then I ordered um, <clears throat> the his most recent solo release, Soul Mover. And, um, oh, my gosh, it's like, I, I please forgive me, Glenn Hughes fans. I should have been one the whole time. And so recently I downloaded a, a Days of Avalon song that's on one of the sites. Oh, my Oh, gosh. You know, it's a shame the world, more people in this world don't realize <clears throat> what's good and what's not, you know. Um, I just had to say that um, um, I, I'm just such a, a, a fan now. It's like, I never figured it. Just, so anyway, I'll continue. I just feel, I just feel kind of funny that, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't paid attention, you know, and I've listened to a lot of music, you know. I mean, um uh, most of the music that I that what I would considered my favorites usually was guitar player based, you know, like Eric Johnson, Joe Satriani, Michael Shanker, some of that kind of stuff. I really love Journey. I love King's X. I like Dream Theater. Um, but man, um, gosh, Glenn Hughes, man, boy, I just I feel so, I'm embarrassed that I haven't paid enough attention there. So, anyway. Um, I only have a little short little question. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, um, I, I don't know if Glenn listens to this or not, but Glenn, dude, dude, wow, dude, that's all I'll say, dude, wow. Um, I live up in the Northwest, uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon, or Vancouver, Washington, and I just, uh, man, I sure would like to see you come up this way, you know, sometime in the future. Oh, man, it would just be so awesome. It really would be awesome. Um, I don't go to a lot of concerts. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go see Eric Johnson here in a few weeks. Um, but, you know, it's like the first concert I've gone to in ages. And I just don't go to many concerts. And like I said, I go out of my way to see Glenn Hughes, although I don't have the money to travel to California. At least if he was in, like, went to Seattle or something, I'd go up there, you know. But um, anyway, just want to see you do some touring up in the northwest of the United States and hit a date up here or something sometime in the future. And Good luck. Um, with all um, all your future endeavors, because um, I'll be paying attention, that's for sure. Um, I'm, for the whatever's left in my life, I'll be a fan, that's for darn sure. So anyway, man, rock on.
And by the way, um, I go, I visit this site a lot, and I think that this uh, podcast thing is, I think it's a cool addition. So you guys keep up the good work. So thanks, Jack Franklin. Jack, we really appreciate the kind words, and thanks for taking the time to call in. You'll certainly be kept busy when the new album arrives, and we hope the interview with Glenn gets you in the mood for a terrific summer. Attention all Glenn Hughes fans from around the world. Please pay close attention to our next caller to the hotline, Todd Seeley. He has a very important announcement for all fans of Glenn Hughes. Over to you, Todd. This is Todd Seeley calling from Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. Okay, you Glenn Hughes crazy people, get your freak flag flying, then get out your sunscreen and grab a cold drink because the heat is on. The Funk will be hitting Phoenix, Arizona on July 15, 2006. It's the first organized GHCP fan gathering. It's the GHCP Funk Fest, or as we like to call it down here in the Southwest, the GHCP Funk Fiesta, where the Ritz-Charlton, also known as Chip's Desert Home, where you'll enjoy food, drink, and the poolside company of like-minded fans of the Voice of Rock. When? Saturday, July 15, 2006. Why? Because it's high time that you get out of the house and get some fresh air. And who better to do that with than a few crazy Glenn Hughes fans? What to expect? Food from the Great Southwest, pub grub, British beer, a trip through Glenn's history in the trapezium, and door prizes. Enjoy classic video of Big Daddy, both solo and with Deep Purple. The jukebox will be spinning an eclectic mix of music Glenn has recorded throughout the years. And as the sun lights the western horizon, we'll retire to the pool to wrap up the first of what will hopefully become an annual fan retreat. Not counting Big Daddy's gigs, of course, where we'll continue to gather in various combinations. Ordinarily, you might expect to pay tens, maybe even hundreds of dollars for such an experience. But now, as part of this special offer, we're able to bring all of this to you for the low, low price of nothing. That's right. Nothing down, nothing owed, ever. It's free, gratis, on the house. Okay, so let's recap. Just what does the GHCP Funk Fiesta have to offer? A genuine southwestern experience in the desert oasis of Phoenix, Arizona, complete with blazing hot sun, towering cartoon-like cactus, and the company of the people crazy enough to live in such a place. The Glenn Hughes Experience, which will engage your eyes and ears as you enjoy private screenings of Soulfully Live in the City of Angels, California Jam, and more. And again, we have some special door prizes for those in attendance. By the way, for those of you wondering what else there is to do in the Phoenix area on the weekend of the Funk Fiesta, here are a couple things to think about. Alice Cooperstown is a fun eatery filled with all kinds of sports and rock memorabilia. The Phoenix Hard Rock Cafe. It's a bit lackluster as hard rocks go, but it's there. Phoenix's Major League Baseball team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, have several home games over this particular weekend, so if you're interested, enjoy one while in town, but buy tickets now. And the Grand Canyon is located a few hours outside Phoenix, up to 5,000 feet deep, 227 miles long, and up to 18 miles wide. It's really something to see. Oh, and we can't forget to mention the cactus again. Lots of cactus. Little ones, big ones, giant ones, just like in those old Warner Brothers cartoons. For more information on hotels, airport, or nearby attractions, if you'd like to make a weekend of it, or to RSVP and confirm your attendance, please email Chip or Todd, or send us a private message. Either one can be done through www.ghpg.net. We hope to see you in Phoenix for the GHCP Funk Fiesta. On behalf of Chip and myself, Todd, cheers. Thanks, Todd and Chip. This is a great grassroots effort. Hopefully many of you will be able to attend this very first Glenn Hughes fan gathering. There's still plenty of time to do your planning, so be sure and drop Todd and Chip a line. Okay, this is going to be fun. Carl Swan, Glenn's manager, has agreed to host a segment in the podcast called Setting the Record Straight. 
where he will answer questions that he spotted on the websites or received directly via the podcast hotline. So if you have a question that you really want answered or just can't understand why something is the way it is, Carl is the one to ask it all. In this, his first round, he's found a few recent comments from the website to answer, but he really wants to hear from you directly. So don't hesitate to call the podcast hotline at 404-419-6568, and he'll have some answers in the next edition of the podcast. Okay, say hello to Carl. Uh, this is a kind of setting the record straight um, little section to, uh, to, ba- to basically answer this questions I see floating around in the uh, in the forums and basically set the record straight on a few things. First thing, um, the uh, business of the bonus track and the difference between the European and uh, Japanese versions of Music for the Divine. It is a 10-track album on the European version. Nights in White Satin is the bonus track. Is a bonus track. I mean, um, sure, we know Nights is available on the Australian version of Soul Mover. Again, um, with the uh, Australian version coming out almost a year after the European version and Japanese versions, we needed something to basically, uh, you know, spice up that uh, release with, uh, you know, some some goodies here and there. But you know, Nights wasn't available uh, other than on the Stealth soundtrack in Europe, so we thought it was a good bonus track because, uh, well, more and more uh, the companies are asking for these exclusive bonus tracks, which can't be the same in the other, in you know, in another territory. So. Uh, for instance, the Japanese, they want an exclusive bonus track as well. The Japanese, they have on uh, Music for the Divine, the writing sessions for this house. So basically, Music for the Divine is a 10-track uh, record with Nights as the bonus track for Europe, but it is not on the Japanese release. If it's on any site somewhere, that's misleading information. Uh, I know you said it uh, was on an HMV site. The Japanese have uh, 10 tracks. Uh, and then the writing sessions for this house. So hopefully that clears that up. Um, another point here, uh, Spain. Obviously, uh, people are aware that we are playing uh, this festival in Madrid on September the 30th. I have added this on the tour as a specific one-off Spanish date. Um, people will say, why aren't we playing Barcelona or, you know, Pamplona or wherever in Spain we're not neglecting these territories we were not going to play Spain on this tour because we've done it in October with Chad but um, this is an, you know, basically an isolated Spanish date and we will do a designated Spanish tour probably in early 2007 where we'll play other cities but to come back and, and play other dates in uh, Spain as uh, isolated Glen shows on this tour would be, would be crazy because we'd be talking uh, again, less than a year uh, duration between um, you know visits, um, and we don't want to oversaturate things there. So yes, the Madri- we're not neglecting other territories in Spain. This is a festival, so it's a little easier to just do it as a kind of a uh, you know one-off uh, Spanish show. Um, another point, uh, you know, to uh, I know a lot of uh, you know the. Uh, you know, on the forum, there's a lot of people always asking about you know South America, and sure, it, you know we have announced uh, you know yes we're coming to tour South America on a, you know a couple of occasions in the past. Um, I just 
like to, you know, make it very clear here that, uh, you know, Glenn's absolutely dying to get down to South America. We are pushing to try and make this happen in August. But as it's due to, uh, you know, the, uh, basically it's out of our hands, uh, then becomes in the hands of the promoters. I make, uh, make them aware of when we're available, discuss, you know, terms and conditions. And then if things go wrong at their end and then it all gets put back, well, then that's, uh, it's not basically the lack of interest on our part about going to South America. I know there's a lot of fans there waiting to see Glenn, and we will definitely try and make it happen this time in, in August. Um, the same, I guess, could, uh, could be said about Australia. It was mentioned we'd be touring there. We will be coming to Australia, but at the moment the Australians are having to play catch-up with... Uh, Glenn's career, obviously they've had Soul Mover a year after it was released everywhere else. It looks now like it will make far more sense to tour in Australia when Glenn's profile is a lot higher there, i.e. after the release of Music for the Divine. We're going to get go down there, hopefully get some uh, promo for Glenn in Australia before that, but uh, you know that remains to be seen how... Uh, uh, how it's all going to fit in schedule-wise, but uh, Australia, again, is definitely on the cards, but again, another situation where it's out of our hands. Basically, you know, Glenn will play and uh, is very willing to play in, uh, you know, just about anywhere, but, uh, you know, though the desire is on our part, that's not everything that uh, is needed to make this happen. So, again, Australia, you could almost say the same thing about the U.S. as well, a lot of U.S. fans who are like, oh, another European tour's been announced, but the logistics for us to uh, play and tour in America, um, you know, it's uh, not, it's just basically not the same. We don't have the fan base as we do in Europe and, you know, Japan, etc. So hopefully that will, uh, that will increase, but, you know, the ideal thing would to be, you know, get a great support tour or something like that in America. So, we're not neglecting the U.S. fans. It's just purely uh, logistics there. Um, another thing I'd just like to clear up, I did uh, send a little message through to both websites about the Belgium gig. It is a specific warm-up show for Boss Pop. It's not the start of the music for the Divine Tour. It's not part of a mini Belgium tour. We're going to start adding dates or people saying, oh, but why aren't they playing you know, Brussels or wherever? Um, sure, we hope to come to these places during the European tour, but this is a warm-up show. It's going to be a uh, you know, fantastic night, intimate atmosphere, um, but it is a warm-up show. You know, be a full set, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it's, again, it's not the situation where it's like, oh, you know, why are they suddenly playing there or why aren't they playing in Brussels? It's a warm-up show. Um, it's been organized by the uh, guys who were doing the festival, so... Um, it makes complete sense all round. And, um, you know, I just noticed there was a few things going around in the forum about, uh, you know, oh, you know, I wonder if there's going to be other dates or, you know, why is he playing such a small place? I mean, it isn't so small. It's 400 plus capacity. You know, uh, you know, Paul Rogers has played there. There's, you know, a lot of good artists played there. So it's a well respected music club, but it is, you know, a warm up for Boss Pop. So, uh, it'll be a great night. Um, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be intimate. It's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, cool things thrown in musically. But, yeah, just view it as, uh, you know, it's a warm-up show. Nothing more, nothing less. It's not the start of the tour. It's not 
going to be an indication of how the next tour uh, set list will, you know, look or whatever. So uh, I hope that clears matters up on that one. And if I can think of uh, any other things uh, when I look at the form or whatever, I'll be calling in to, again, set the record straight. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Carl. You even answered a question I was unclear on. So as you heard, this is another perfect opportunity to get your questions answered. A big thank you to Carl for agreeing to take the time and making the effort for all of us. That brings this second edition of the podcast to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. We welcome your feedback, so please don't hesitate to contact us. Remember, the podcast hotline number is 404-419-6568. We await your call for the next edition. Have we mentioned the hotline? All kidding aside, let's try and make this a two-way street. The more involved, the better, don't you think? So don't be a stranger, okay? The next edition of the podcast will be out late June, early July giving you plenty of time to have soaked up music for the divine. Again, let's hear from you. Until then, be sure and spread the word and the link to get the word out on all things Glenn Hughes. And don't forget, keep your eyes peeled on the websites for more tour information. See you back here in a few weeks. Bye for now. Cheerio!